Hi, everyone, and welcome to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. I'm Kevin Jackson, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mary Joy Kozak, after a very nice week of spring break. MJ, how was your time off? Uh, Kevin, it was incredible. So I actually traveled out to California with a close friend, and it was my first time to the Golden State. We road tripped from San Francisco to Los Angeles along the Pacific Coast Highway, and we spent some time exploring both SF and LA, and then also stopped at a few neat places along the drive. Um, and the best part is definitely the views, I think. Uh, Kevin, how's your break? Oh, that's I've done that drive before. That's that's pretty awesome. I went down to Florida for spring break with the golf team for a spring training trip, followed up by a tournament. Uh, so I enjoyed the warm temps for a full 10 days before having to come back to winter in D.C. Uh, most people like to get tan when they go south, but my goal is always just not to get sunburned, so I accomplished that. Overall, a uh, very good time. Well, that's great, Kevin. I'm glad you didn't get sunburned. Uh, not sure if you missed this while you were playing golf last week, but Lent actually started last week. I had no idea. Really? Okay. Well, as Catholics, uh, we usually decide to either give something up or engage in some kind of extra meaningful activity during Lent. So, Kevin, do you have any Lenten resolutions this year? Yeah, well, I always give up sweets, which is a tough one for me. Very strong sweet tooth. So, if it uh, continues to be d- tough for me, then I'll continue doing it. So, I... Uh, give up that every year and uh, also this year doing dynamic catholics best lent ever video series something i've done i did it two years ago enjoyed it um and doing it again this year with a little bit of journaling every day so that's my lenten those are my lenten resolutions how about you yeah well actually literally almost the same thing so i'm also doing the dynamic catholic program you know kevin and i have spoken about us both being dynamic catholic fans so definitely trying to do the videos. And then actually, I'm also trying to do a quick reflection. Uh, I'm a little bit behind on the videos, but the good news is they're still in my inbox, so I can watch them in a good a good time. Great. Well, as much as we could spend a whole episode on Lent, we have a little bit different topic prepared for today with an awesome guest joining us. Uh, joining us in this conversation about our topic today, which is the examine, uh, we're thrilled to welcome in our guest for this week's show, Father Jerry Hayes. Father Hayes has been at Georgetown for three years and now serves as the director of Ignatian Programs. We're so thrilled that he's taken some time to be with us here today. Father Hayes, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing really well. It's good to be here with you. Terrific. Again, thanks so much for being here today. We're really excited for our conversation. And as MJ mentioned, you serve as the director of Ignatian Programs. So would you mind giving us just a quick overview of what you do here at Georgetown? Correct. Yeah, I would be happy to. I, As a director of Ignatian Programs, I uh, facilitate and oversee a number of programs that are directly related to Ignatian spirituality. Um, and I do that uh, with a focus and an emphasis on faculty and staff. I think our campus ministry here is Uh, doing an incredible job providing retreat opportunities and spiritual direction for students. But uh, as part of the Georgetown mission, uh, I think we really need to work hard on uh, reaching out to our faculty and to our staff and giving them as many opportunities uh, as possible to invest in um, their own spiritual life, but with an emphasis and a focus on Ignatian spirituality. That's neat. Well, it's definitely an important role and We're all lucky to have you here at Georgetown. Uh, So, you know, given that Georgetown is a Catholic and a Jesuit school, we love anything related to the Jesuits or Ignatian spirituality. 
uh, you know, a topic we covered uh, a few episodes back is the topic of discernment, uh, which is obviously another very Jesuit topic. Um, but we're going to turn to another area today related to Ign- Ignatian spirituality, the examine. So would you mind explaining what the examine is at a basic level, you know, especially for people who are unfamiliar with it? Sure, I'd be happy to. The examine is, uh, for Jesuits, it's one of the first things we learn as we enter religious life, as we enter into this uh, way of being. It's, it's not to be confused with the, examina- the examination of conscience, which looks at our faults and our failings or our, uh, our sinful side, as much as it's to look at our consciousness or our awareness. So sometimes you'll hear it referred to as an awareness examine. So you're paying attention to movements, feelings, things that are going on in your daily life. Ignatius was very uh, adamant that we pay attention to uh, what's happening in the present, and the examine is a tool to help me reflect on and look at my daily life and to see where I'm interacting with uh, my relationships, where I'm interacting with nature, where I'm interacting with the world around me, to see where God is active, most active, to see where God is calling me uh, to be, um, and to see, also see where I missed opportunities to interact with God uh, in my daily life. Um, so it peels apart uh, our life in such a way that we become tune in, 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 in sync or in tune with uh, God's desire for us on a daily basis. I like that, and I think that's really important to keep in mind as we kind of delve into the parts of the examine. So let's kind of look at some of those key elements of the examine. What are kind of the basic movements or the key parts of an examine? I think the first step or the first element of the examine is is to enter into uh, uh, a quiet presence and to acknowledge that God's presence is around you, that you are in, that, that God is with you, that you are in God's presence, and to, and to spend a few moments uh, examining or looking at what that is. Uh, what does it mean to say, you know, I am, in, I am in the presence of God right now at this moment, and I, uh, uh, it's almost like bowing down to the holy and saying, God is with me, and I ask God to be ever more present to me as I enter into this five-step prayer. Yeah, I really like that as the starting point. So then from there, where does someone go? A, a good posture is to have is, to be, uh, uh, is that of gratitude. Um, is to find oneself grateful and joyful, really, for uh, God's presence, but also to the, the, uh, the ability to see ourselves as God sees us. So gratitude is a big uh, part of this uh, prayer experience. And so each step of the way, this is what I like, each step of the way, all five steps, I like to spend a little bit of time in gratitude with each step. We say thank you, and thank you, and thank you after each of these steps. From there, we move into uh, uh, a desire with the examine is to look back. So we're asking to see ourselves as God sees us. And so we do that by looking back over the hours of our day. Uh, I remember when I was a novice, a novice master asked us to, to look at our day as if we're looking at a movie of our lives over the last four hours. 
and we can all enter into that. We like movies, we like film, and and uh, but then when we're pl when we're an active participant in our daily life, we're watching ourselves go through these moments. Um, but it's not so much to be an observer, but to look for those moments where uh, God is inviting us to spend a little bit more time. I think we're hurried. I think we live in a very fast-paced world, and it's important for us to slow down just a little bit. This prayer should only take 10 to 12 minutes of your day. Uh, Ignatius was very uh, clear about not spending too much time with the exam. The fourth step, uh, real quickly, is... Um, is to also examine it in such a way to see where Ignatius uses the word defect, and I'm not I'm not a fan of that word, but um, it's a word that 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 he uh, that he uses in 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 the text of the spiritual exercises. But to look at our um, perhaps wrongdoings, so that's the fourth step is looking at some of the defects, and then the fifth step uh, is to move ahead into the into your day. And to do so with uh, joy and anticipation. So there's an eagerness to uh, the next few hours. And until my next examine, uh, I'm going to continue looking for God active in my daily life. Wow, I really like that. You know, I'm a big fan of the examine. Um, but in terms of the thing that I think is so unique about it is that, you know, in Georgetown is a reflective space and people are reflective in general um, about being able to review your day. Um, but what makes, I think, the exam so unique is you're able to do that in the presence of God. Yeah. And that's not necessarily as intuitive um, or commonly practiced. So I think that's what's so great about the exam. Yeah. So it was St. Ignatius that developed this prayer. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think we've talked about it a little bit, but what was the motivation or intention behind using this style of prayer? Why is it such an important part of Jesuit spirituality? Why pray this way? One of the great gifts of Ignatian spirituality is that it's so accessible to everyone because it meets us where we are. We don't have to go off on a retreat. We don't have to go off uh, to a quiet place, although those are those areas, retreat centers and uh, beautiful vistas. You mentioned California and driving along the coast. Um, those are wonderful, sacred places that... Uh, uh, could deepen our prayer life or our spiritual life. Um, but for Ignatius, it was to be, uh, uh, we should be in the world, um, engaging with the world, and that's where God is to be found. And so it's a very accessible spirituality. And so the examine, first and foremost, is, uh, is an invitation for us to grow as reflective people. Examining our life um, in this way gives us great greater purpose I think you know here at Georgetown we have the uh, uh, we're contemplatives in action what does that mean you know the spirit of Georgetown and one of our values is to be contemplative in action well we're very busy people but we also need to be reflective we also need to be contemplative um, can you mix the two can you be contemplative and be active well for Ignatius you can um, and using the examine is a way that you can be uh, a contemplative in action. One thing that I've come to understand a little bit more about the examine is the fact that it's not just backward looking, but still has at the end, as you alluded to, that forward looking aspect. Okay. Could you say a little bit more about just bringing that 
spirit of reflection and contemplation, not only in looking backwards, but also into the present moment of our lives? You remind me with that question of, a, of something. When I was discerning my vocation, a Jesuit said to me, today I feel called to be a Jesuit. Tomorrow I don't know what God has in store for me. And that to me uh, was quite startling um, because I thought this man, this Jesuit, had committed his life to doing this. But upon reflection, it meant that he was living in a place of freedom where he looks ahead to the next day and he doesn't know what God has in store for him. Today, I feel called. I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I'm going to be ready for it. So when I look forward, I'm excited for what God has in store for me. So there's that kind of anticipation that we should have you know, we enter into our day with the spirit of gratitude because something's, something magnificent is going to happen. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I think as you were talking about, you know, the excitement just for life, uh, you know, I think that's what God calls us for. And also, uh, you know, deeply intertwined with that is a sense of gratitude uh, for all of our many blessings and all of the potential opportunities and excitements, uh, you know, that the rest of the day, the week, you know, years to come have in store for us. Yeah. So in our first podcast episode, we talked with Tony Mazurkowitz, who's the director of the John May Meditation Center here on campus. And he shared a quote from St. Teresa of Avila about prayer, saying that prayer is intimate sharing between friends. How does the examine kind of fit into that vision of prayer? I think, as I said earlier, when we do the examine, we're, we're, we're at that uh, intimate level with God. When we're asking God, uh, to show us something, to show us our day, to show us what God wants to show us. Um, and it is an intimate uh, sharing between friends. Um, it's an opportunity to say, I didn't like that, or I, I shied away from this relationship, or I shied away from doing X, Y, and Z. And, and sometimes the response I get from God is, why? Why did you not go in the direction or why did you not enter into uh, uh, what I desired for you and so when you have that intimate sharing how many friends do you have that you can share intimately those details of your life uh, like this it's this form of prayer is um, is is very intimate um, I had a, a an uncle who was a Franciscan and uh, before long before I became a Jesuit he said to me uh, he was sick and he had had uh, some illness and I went to see him after he got out of the hospital and he said to me, I came so close to meeting my best friend after all these years. Now I knew my uncle, I knew he was close to my grandfather and he was close to his brothers um, and I immediately thought, oh, he must be talking about uh, my grandfather or you know some other human. But everything that he had done in his life uh, was was really in companionship with Christ. And in his mind, at the end of his life, he was looking forward to finally confronting or meeting, you know, face to face with, with Jesus. Now, it's not to say he didn't see Christ in the people that he served, but the statement stuck with me for so long. I came so close to meeting my best friend after all these years. Well, what does that mean? It means God is there waiting for us. It means that God has been carrying us along uh, this way. So there are intimate moments that we are able to share. So here you have an opportunity with God, with Christ, uh, to be intimate. Uh, 
and to know that there are no judgments and to know that there are no qualifiers. It's just you and God. So yeah, I do believe that it is, it, it is intimacy between, between friends. And this examine is, is one of those tools because it's something that we can do every day and, and it leads to a greater intimacy with our Creator. I think that's definitely one of the reasons that makes the examine so unique because we can always just talk to God in prayer. Um, but the ability to reflect on our day with God, I think that makes it different than other forms of prayer. And again, also makes it different from you know me just sitting in my room for 10 minutes trying to think about my day. I think doing it, knowing that you're talking to God and uh, especially reflecting with him and like we said you know sharing intimately um, with God you know viewing him as a friend I think that's a really unique way uh, of praying we talked a little bit about the prayer being helpful because it's accessible in the sense where it meets us where we're at Uh, and do you mind talking a little bit more about that Um, so the accessibility component is is something for Ignatius um, he traveled a lot those first years as as he was before the society of jesus was even formed he was on a pilgrimage he was on a journey he got in trouble um he he kept encountering people he was begging because he had no money but he would beg and then he would he would he would move on to the next town and every time he would engage people it was in, it was with this incredible zeal and energy to share the spirituality, the spiritual exercises that he had experienced, and that's all he wanted to do. He thought that he could transform and and change people's lives uh, by meeting them where they are and sharing them just a little bit of the spiritual exercises. And so uh, the accessibility of it, as you ask, is is for everybody that they can fi- they can pause and stop themselves. Uh, wherever they are, and find a quiet moment to reflect on their day in such a way that they have satisfaction, that they have uh, uh, engaged with their Creator, um, or if they've missed an opportunity to engage with with God, um, the the fifth step points us towards finding another opportunity. Because as I said, God is uh, constantly desiring to be in relationship with us. This type of prayer is so personal, and that's what's mm-hmm. neat about it is, you know, our, my relationship with God is different than Kevin's relationship with God. And, and what's neat about this prayer is it allows us to really focus on our individual relationships. Uh, and I think that's why a part of the reason that it's so accessible is because it's relevant to every single person because everyone has an individual relationship. So kind of going off that, and, you know, we're a podcast on Catholicism in college, so we always want to keep the college student focus in mind. How can college students benefit from the practice of the examine? And what are the first kind of steps someone can take if they want to start praying in this way? We have lots of uh, guides on campus. And, and so we have chapels and little spaces tucked away all throughout this campus. And so there, there are places of quiet that you can just duck into and spend a few moments uh, in quiet uh, solitude. You know, the first thing that I would say is, well, here's a bookmark that we, that we produce every couple of years through the Office of Mission and Ministry. And I wouldn't say, uh, you know, you got to do this right. But I would say, take the bookmark and go quietly read this in a, in a space. When I'm, when I'm talking or sharing this with people, rather than they uh, uh, 
teach them how to do it right. Just let them work their way through it. But the first thing is, if you're not familiar with uh, or you don't have uh, a developed prayer life per se, um, the first thing that I would do is just find that bench or that seat or that vista that kind of gives you um, uh, a moment to pause and just read through the five steps slowly. We are, as I, as I keep saying, you know, we're so fast-paced here, myself included. I, I, uh, I enter into the sin of being rapid and being, I've got to be somewhere else. At the end of my meeting, I'm thinking, I've got to be somewhere else and anticipating what's next. But to spend quiet time just reading through those five steps um, and picking a kernel off of the five steps and just say, okay, what did I get out of this? And then committing yourself to do it for five days. You know, creating a habit of this is so important. Um, and so taking that bookmark and, and just reading through it slowly for five days and not worrying about any of the mechanics of doing it right. Um, because what you're doing, A, is creating a habit, but you're also creating, uh, claiming it for yourself. You're claiming it as your own. And we all, Jesuits and, and lay, my lay colleagues, my lay friends too, uh, who have developed this uh, examine, incorporated this examine into their daily lives, have, have, have claimed ownership of it. You know, they may not do all five steps. They may do four. They may conflate two into and make it three. Um, but the important thing is that you, you set yourself up, uh, you give yourself space, and you enter into that quiet and reflective way so that you can look at your life. And simply finding that time is such a huge first step. Yeah. You know, devoting a specific amount of time to being in silence, whether it be the examine, um, or even if the first step is just simply scheduling that time into your into your day. Yeah. I feel like that's such a key first step. Yeah. yeah, and in terms of the bookmark that you mentioned earlier, we'll definitely post something on our Facebook page that has all the steps that the bookmark contains in case people are interested in starting it. Um, but I think the thing that's neat about the examine and prayer in general is there's no really right perfect way that it should go and you know it's something that over time it develops and if you get in the habit of doing the examine which is a great habit to get into uh it only gets better over time so father jerry we'd like to end with a fun question as we always do with our guests so what is the most vivid or funny memory that you have from your days in college i uh, i didn't go to college right out of high school so I was a little bit older when I finally went back full time. And uh, one of the things that I enjoyed about college is I, I uh, worked in, um, it wasn't student affairs, but it was, we had all these clubs and organizations. And so one of them was called Unique, and we were the concerts uh, club. And so we would bring um, concerts, different local musicians and nationally known musicians. And so one time I was the spotlight operator. We were running cables. We did everything together. But I was the spotlight operator. And I had gotten into, I wasn't paying attention. And my spotlight had uh, shifted off of the, um, uh, the person on stage who was singing. And it was off of stage. Uh, my, I, I don't know how this happened. But I, all of a sudden I looked back and the spot was off stage. And people were all now looking at me rather than the performer. <laughs> 
and I quickly brought the light back. But it was uh, it was it was a fun memory. But it was I was really hard on myself. Like I will never take the spotlight off of of who the spotlight needs to be on. Well, Father Jerry, thank you so much for your time. This has been really great. I know I speak for MJ is saying that we definitely learned a lot and. Uh, we're appreciative of your time. Thank you. And I we hope, hope to continue to influence the exam in our lives. So yeah. thanks for your Good. time. And I hope you're able to eat sweets again real soon. Yeah. And thank you for listening to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. I'm Kevin Jackson. And I'm Mary Joy Kozak. We'll see you next time.